Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. It's me, Rick Shields, and producer Guy. We're actually together today um, in the home simulator, which is nice. Yeah, it's not quite how it looks on um, the YouTube videos. I'm sat next to a Hoover on a beanbag, but let's not ruin the dream. It, it's nice to be here, Rick, with you. <laughs> yeah, what what tends to happen when I need to film in here? I strip everything out that is not required, like the Hoover, like the beanbag, like the car seats. Uh, like a, a random, uh, what's it? What is it? It's the fan? Is it? Yeah, not? A fan, a heater. Uh, stick everything in my car so that I can record in a perfect, what looks like the dream home simulator. You need to do a post, one of those um, Instagram and reality. So Instagram, it's like pristine, nice pyramid of balls. It's almost just Augusta-like maintained. And then the reality is actually like like it is like this. Guys, looking round at the moment in like a bit of disgust, actually. <laughs> Uh, and, I knew you, and I knew you were coming round, so I should have tidied the place. But either way, we're back with the podcast, everybody. Uh, sorry it's a bit delayed this week, but either way, we are back. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the podcast action. You'll get notified when we do release a new podcast. And we've got quite a few nice ones lined up because we've actually, believe it or not, got some guests as well, which I'm super excited about. The first thing I want to talk about, and we're a little bit late to this topic, and I'm sure it's been absolutely bled dry from every single golf media outlet ever. The new Happy Gilmore on tour, Bryson DeChambeau hitting it like 400 yards. I think one of his biggest drives this week was 380 yards. I want to. I've got a few points on it. I'd like to discuss. What do you think of it, guy? What's your thoughts on Bryson smashing the golf ball ridiculously far? It's killing golf. It's rubbish. <laughs> I don't, you don't believe that? No, I don't at all. I must admit, as I've said before, and I'm not a, a massive viewer of tour golf but i do keep an eye on it i keep i watch bits and bobs and i'll i'll certainly watch the highlights on social media or on youtube the big story with bryson obviously i think he's gained 40 pounds of mass he's a he's a beast it was i believe 20 pounds before lockdown and then 20 pounds kind of during lockdown to now and when you look at him you look at his physique i mean i'm not any kind of um personal trainer by a long shot but He's clearly put on muscle and a little bit of fat because you can tell he's like around his, his stomach, for example. He's not absolutely pure, ripped to the bone like Rory, but he's obviously just wanting pure mass, and a lot of that forty pounds will also be muscle. Therefore, he's hitting the ball an absolute mile. 
Well, I don't know exactly how many yards he's gained, but it's got to be, was it it's 20 yards or something easy? Well, I believe he's the first player to ever average over 350 yards off the tee and win a, win a tournament, which is astronomical. Um, his run over the last three weeks have been unbelievable. Top 10 finishes, could have won all three tournaments in a row, but ended up winning um, the tournament that's just been, I can't remember the name of it, sorry. But um, I'll tell you what's mad, Guy. I've just had a notification on my phone uh, from Domino's. Oh no! Is that that's either telling us that they want to sponsor the show, or it's not a Tuesday? I thought I normally get texts on a Tuesday. There was a bit of an issue about Domino's on the Facebook group the other day. Oh, so people just didn't get it. We'll mention that later on. Um, Come on, to that's that. one epic comeback. The notification is, which is telling me I probably am ordering too much Domino's. Um, and I suppose Bryson's been smashing Domino's too much because, like I say, he's been absolutely piling on the pounds using a five point five degree driver, which is like long drive lofts. Interesting at the moment. I think he's still using standard length driver. It would be interesting to see if he went up to maximum length driver, but I'm sure he's tried it. Um, <clears throat> what well, well, I I don't understand is right why people get annoyed because he wanted to go out and gain distance. He's worked on that. He's improved himself. He's got stronger. He's got fitter. He's been able to, at the moment, maintain a golf swing. Why is that a bad thing? I could weirdly get it, in a way, if, jokes aside, a happy Gilmore-like person came onto the scene who just had this weird, freakish power that hit it miles. And people might be like, oh, this isn't... But the guy's actually gone out and improved himself. You wouldn't moan or whinge if somebody wasn't very good at putting or wasn't the strongest at putting and spent a season grinding and came back and hold everything. You'd be like, fair play, hard work pays off. So why is it now suddenly bad that he wants to hit it further than has done? Yeah. And and you look at his stature, and, and again, I'm sure there are some limitations that from players around the world, but surely if people really want, if players on tour really wanted to improve club head speed, they could do. Like that's shown with Bryson DeChambeau. Let's say, for example, a Luke Donald, who possibly would look at it and go, you know, I can't, I'm struggling to compete now because I'm not in it long enough. If he put the dedication and hard work and graft that Bryson put in and bolts up and got bigger and size and everything else, club head speed, could he gain astronomical distances? Like, is Bryson just paving the way to actually, this is now the future of what golf might look like? A bigger character, a quarterback type mm-hmm. golfer who can, who can generate club head speed of over 130 miles per hour and keep the ball in play, and with all the other attributes that he's got and skills, be able to hit the ball close to the hole, and his putting stats are actually astronomically good. Uh, It's not just his driving that's making him uh, win tournaments at the moment. Um, Thing is, though, there's some argument over the clubs are getting too forgiving or the golf ball is too good, etc. But in my golfing life, if you like, and I know we, we started at similar times, when I started in like 97, 98, you had obviously Tiger was hitting the scene, hit the golf ball miles. You had your Greg Norman hit the golf ball miles. Nick Faldo hit the golf ball miles. John Daly. John Daly. Then we moved into more of your, your Rory's. Even your VJ Sings hit it a long way. Phil Mick hit it miles. Dustin DJ. Johnson. And then um, you've got your new breeder coming through, like your Victor Hovland and your Matt Wolf and your Cameron Champ. So, so that's it. It's not, and obviously Jack in his day hit it, hit it a long way. The only person, like you just said then, that was possibly the exception would be like a Luke Donald who got to world number one for a period of time, didn't hit it a mile. But it's nothing new. Like hitting the golf ball a mile is not, and, and being the best isn't a new thing. No. If you ever look at the world rankings over the years of the best players that have ever lived, they have had the attribute of being able to swing the golf club fast and hit the golf ball a long way. 
And, obviously, other attributes like short game and putting and chipping and iron play. Like, it is a full... And that's what I love about golf. Like, it isn't just a one-dimensional sport where if you're good at one element, you mm-hmm. can compete and you can win. Because otherwise, if that was the case, someone like a, um, a Joe Miller or um, a Kyle Barksha, who's the yeah. world long drive champion at the moment, they would be decorated on the PJ tour because they would hit it the longest distance. And I'm sure there's probably players that exist in the world, golfers in the world that exist who are better putters than players out on the tour at the moment. But to be a golf professional at the best level, you have to be fantastic at everything. True. The, 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 the worry, well, not the worries. I'm not that bothered, but what would be a worry for me if I was, you know, part of Bryson's team, whatever is how, is it maintainable? True. How long can this go on for? Will he injure himself? Will he, you know, I'm sure he's got a great team in place for his, you know, his, um, in terms of looking after his body and all that kind of stuff. But how long can he go on like that for? Will he Will he get a bad back? Will he hurt himself, etc.? And also, surely, when he has an off day, whenever that may be, it's going to be a serious off day. You'd imagine so, yeah. I mean, you're right. I think there are concerns about longevity. Like I say, he's putting a lot of strain on his body. Can he can still continue to, to bulk up? Will he actually go so far where he goes too too far? Like, what is too far? Does he want to get 140 club head speed? 100, like, does he want to average 380 yards off the tee? Does he want to swing it, have ball speed of consistently over 200 miles per hour? Like, it depends on what he wants to do because I bet that gets very addictive as well. Like, you've been in the gym a lot in the past and I've done a, yeah. li- a little bit. It can get very addictive. Well, you see it. I've not got any examples to hand, but I've heard this before with certain like, rugby league players or footballers, for example, or well, soccer players if you're in the States, but Sometimes when you get an athlete that gets injured, obviously a lot of the rehab, they can't be out on the on the pitch or the court or the field or whatever. So a lot of the rehab comes down to gym work. And you hear about it sometimes when it sounds stupid, but these athletes almost get addicted to the, the, the almost the vanity of it and the results they start to see rather than the performance benefits. Now, I'm not suggesting that would be Bryson because we know how obsessive he is with performance and in, incremental increases and stuff. But you never know. It might get to the point where you start to think, I look quite good big. I want to get a bit bigger. Like yeah. he gets a com- I think he's a single guy from what I'd know. Sounds ridiculous, but if he starts getting more female attention because he's bigger, does he want to go a bit bigger again? Or again, this sounds ridiculous because he's a golfer wanting to get better, but even if he starts watching YouTube channels or Instagrammers who are big beefcakes, is he going to start to want to aspire to be a bit more like that? And will that hinder his golf? Yeah. Sounds silly, but he's a young lad. You don't know. Exactly. You never know. And we are in the, the, the first stages of seeing what Bryson is doing with his body and his performance. And like I said, there are concerns over injuries around the knee. And he's putting a lot of pressure into his left leg, his back, his his body. And and is this somewhat of a, of a smash and grab? Does he just want to go, you know what? I am just going to work on this for the next five years. I'm going to hit the ball longer than anyone on tour, and I'm going to clean up for five years. Let's not worry about the future. Let's just clean... Because he's in his 20s. What how old is he? Probably about 28? I think he's, 20, I think he's a bit younger. I think he's like 26, I think. You know, is he just going to go, I'm going to get to world number one, and I'm going to win everything, as many majors as I can in the next five years, because I've got such an advantage. I mean, imagine him around St. Andrews. Oh, that would be... Like, he's going to shoot a stupidly low score around there because got it. it's got this, It's not got any protection bar the wind, but again, because he's so calculated, he is a phenomenal wind player as well. Um, and, like, around the Masters, like, there's talk about Tiger T's going in on, on holes like 13 and stuff. Well, 
you know, the new kid on the block, it's the Bryson tees. I mean, is he going to be bombing it over the 13th corner like we saw Bubba do a few years ago? Um, is he going to make a bit of a mockery of golf courses that we've seen? I It's a weird one for me. I, I, I understand people's concerns about golf course protection and I understand the RNA's concerns or the USGA or the PGA's concerns about golf venues becoming unsustainable for the future but that's that's life that's golf that's it's going to happen like that i suppose you know i I can compare it maybe to formula one tracks like a formula one tracks had to evolve enormously because cars are getting faster or uh, there there must have been involvements of some tracks courses whatever it may be over the years surely i think like you said earlier on you alluded to this I, I enjoy it. I like it, like you've just said then. I understand people may not. But when we get to a point where the professional long drivers get onto the PJ Tour, that's when we know it's a problem. Because if if it's, if the only skill you need is hitting it miles, then they all would be on the PJ Tour winning every week. There's obviously more to it than that. And and also, as well, a few arguments I've seen online is, you could argue hitting it in miles is not a skill, which it is. But if you argued that, how much of a skill is it to swing at the best part of 130 miles an hour and find pretty much the middle of the face? So, I mean, that is just and hit it straight like say yeah. you look at those long drive guys and yeah they do hit it further than bryson at the moment but they've got to get one ball in this grid which is gigantic for them and so many other drives are like off the planet to the right and left so he is not only be able to hit, hit incredible distances but also hit it straight um and and going back to that te- um, statistically the longest on tour hasn't always won the most events no he might change that. We'll have to see in the future. But typically, even around the era of Tiger Woods hitting it a million miles, there were still players that, that were out there hitting it longer. Not all the time, but they were. Um, so it will be interesting to see how he, how he moves on with that. And like I say, it's been nice to see some professional golf back. That I think, the, is it the England swing starting soon the, on the European Tour? Is all it, these events in England, yeah, like five or six. Or five or six events is like Close House, Forest of Arden. Um, I'm trying to think where else there is now. Anyway, there's quite a few in the north, in kind of northwest area. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that comes about. I know that the British Masters at Close House, uh, hosted by Lee Westwood, is coming up soon. So that'll be interesting to see the European golf again. Um, but like I say, it has been strange seeing. PJ Tour, and I don't want to go into like things like the COVID cases that have kind of been popping up here, there, and everywhere. It's inevitable. It was going to happen. You know, you cannot lock down 200, probably even more. What? How many people would actually be involved with the PJ Tour at the moment? It's probably a, a traveling circus of about 500 to 1,000 people. Yeah, It's got to be with all, not only the players, the caddies, the families, the wives, the officials, the referees, the adjudicators, the course set up, P- USP a GA uh, guy so yeah it is a big traveling circus but hopefully it will continue because I am enjoying catching it up every now and again but I'm still very much a Sunday afternoon viewer that is how long have we been on for so far 10 minutes that's the most golf we've ever talked on the podcast think ever that we was... apologize to the hardcore <laughs> listeners <laughs> that was good but uh, yeah you sound quite convincing for a minute there as much as this is a golf podcast very rarely do we talk about actual tour golf it's just not us if you want that i'd recommend going listening to no laying up <laughs> one thing i've listened to rick is and, and listeners will know this we both have a semi-serious addiction to energy drinks which i don't condone um typically sugar-free though 
Um, and we you all got me onto that. I never yeah, used to be. And we are fan, fans of, of Monster Energy, although it's not sponsored. We'd love to be sponsored by Monster Energy, but unfortunately, we're not as of yet. Somebody did add me on LinkedIn that they definitely look promising, and I keep checking my inbox. So if you are listening from Monster, send me a message. What we have had though is a is a very nice chap has has reached out to us who works for a, a rival energy drink, and he offered to send us some. I'll, his, his name was Nick. He offered to send us some. Um, energy drinks no strings attached you just said hey listen to the podcast i know you're big fans of monster hopefully you'd, you'd like to try our energy drink and see what you think so i've brought you one and we're gonna <laughs> honor listen to your reaction so we're not <laughs> going to share the brand because like i said it's not a paid promotion but to give you some indication this is a can of of energy drink 250 milliliters and it's 49p value so again for if you're listening to us that's less than a dollar yeah. Comfortably less than a dollar. The, the one question... So this flavour, by the way, is coffee cola. That's why I gave you that crate, Rick. I'm not sure about this. How many crates did we get? How we many got, drinks did we get? We got three crates. We got nice. two that were like a kind of sugar-free Red Bull equivalent, and then one that is this coffee cola that is proudly in your hand right now. I have one question, because I've heard different stories of this. What is taurine? An energy thing. Because <laughs> it's know. always in energy drinks. And there was, isn't there a rumour that it's an animal's... Oh, I don't know. I don't think it is an animal's... Something from anything, an animal. I'm not sure. Animals... Uh, I can't even say it without it sounding rude in any way, but a rude part. You're going to have a swig? A swig? Live on air? I've not heard that before. Uh, yeah, okay, let's do it. Not recommended for children or pregnant woman women or breastfeeding women okay that's none of me let's go <laughs> listen to the this is the content you came for that was satisfying it's the same size of a of a red bull can smells more coffee than it does cola i know you can't see this but this is like rick testing a fine wine he's not sure our 10 i'm going to describe it okay so you know I have typically a like a flask that I'll sometimes carry in the morning with is that coffee. The, is that the master's The master's flask, one, yeah. right? And I'll put a coffee in, in it in the morning. I enjoy my coffee, I do. Let's picture this, right? That coffee mm-hmm. has been left in the car all day. I didn't finish it. I left half of it in the in the flask. A hot okay? car or lukewarm car? Lukewarm car, okay. okay? End of the day, we've been filming all day, and I, and I jump in the car, and I also have i have two cup holders in my car i'm very fortunate i um i also have a empty well not half emptied bottle of diet coke right that's been in the bottle so it's gone a little bit flat yeah okay and again the same temperature as the as the coke as the um coffee i've decided to pour the coke into the flask with the coffee so they're both the same temperature so we've got cold coffee flat coke in a flask, mm-hmm. lukewarm. And that's this drink. That's what. That's where we're at. Okay, well, thanks for sending it in anyway. I'm not, he's had another swig, though. Uh, just to double check that I don't like it. Sorry, Nick, but that's not particularly very nice. <laughs> it's a monster if you are listening. <laughs> right then, Rick, I have got a really good Nightmare Golf shot. I think you're going to enjoy this one. So, I'm sure everyone listening is fully aware. Nightmare Golf Shots is a feature we run where it started off as first tea nightmares, and then we went a little bit broader. Um... So if you've got one that you want to send in, feel free to send it to podcast at rickshields.com and we'll read out the best ones. This is from Gavin and he's actually called, well, I'm not going to tell you what the title is because it might give it away. Uh, love the podcast, etc., which is great. Um, 
I was invited by my company to represent them at the UK Golf Day. There were 40 players there all playing against each other to come out the victor and take home the title of local branch hero. I was playing pretty well off an 18 handicap, not really in contention, but playing well all the same. As we approach the tee box, the blind par 3, we hear the bell to let us know the green is clear. I'm playing well and coming from a solid up and down on the previous par 4, I was the first to tee off. I know the heart of the green is 135 yards, so I know a good 9-9 will see me hit on the green nicely. Set up some uh, um, ball, complete the swing, and boom, I hit what feels like an amazing shot. Really nice ball flight, and it's slapped down, uh, banged down the middle. That shot's got to be close. He can't see the green, but he just knows it's going to be quite close. After a few seconds, I hear an almighty cheer from the group who have just exit, exit the green ahead of us. Surely not. That can't have gone in. My first ever hole-in-one, question mark. I've gone absolutely mental. I'm jumping up and down, dancing, high-fiving anyone who will raise their hand. The next few minutes waiting for the rest of the group to tee off was the longest few minutes of my life. Finally, my time has come. I stride, just like Rory. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Pounds the green to pick my ball out of the hole with a smile from ear to ear. And there it is, my little white ball in the hole. But wait, what's that on my golf ball? A little picture of a poop emoji. I'm confused now. This isn't my golf ball. I look across the tee to find four gents, and he's put something in brackets that I can't read out, laughing and cheering with a great glee. Yeah, it was a setup, and I fell hook, line, and sinker. They planted the golf ball in the hole and then took great pleasure in telling me I'd overshot my tee shot to the back of the green and into the long grass. I duffed the chip, two put bogey. I wasn't very happy. <laughs> I refused to talk to anyone for the next few holes and they all continued to laugh uncontrollably. I'm still awaiting that elusive hole in one. Keep up the good work. Ouch. 
That's harsh, that isn't it? I love it. Yeah, because I would be, I w- I could imagine being the person on the on the at back of the green laughing my head off about that. I would, but I feel bad for what was his name? Gavin. Sorry. Gavin. I feel bad for Gavin because I could imagine that feeling. You've just made your holding one. You're probably getting your phone out. You're thinking, who do I message first? How 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 do I make the best picture for social media? God, imagine putting this in the Rick Shields podcast group. <laughs> I mean, this is this is going to go. That's big. his first thought, naturally, isn't it? You know that I'm going to get top fan. I'm going to get best contributor in the in the Facebook group. And I, you walk over the hill, find your ball, and it's not your ball in the hole. <laughs> you know what I like about it though. Think about your first to tee off out of a group of four. You hit it. You think it's gone in. Celebrate for probably, but it's close to a minute. Easy. All handshaking. Everyone's going, oh my God, oh my your God. Your heart's racing. Then your next playing partner tees off, hits it, has a few practice swings, etc. Then the next guy, then the next guy. Then you'll get your bags. Oh, I can't leave that one in, Gavin. Oh, my days. Then you walk to the green. From hitting his shot to that getting to the green, I bet it's a good five or six minutes yeah. of euphoric buzz to then find out that actually it wasn't a hole in one. Did it say what hole he was on there, um, by the way? Like, was it done. early in the round or was I can't it? I remember. I don't it think it's like, Because <laughs> again, that would make a stinking round. Like, if you literally, if that was on, let's say, the, the seventh hole and that had happened, you would not be happy for the remaining 11 holes. I'd be very angry about that. I mean, if it happened on like the 17th and you got back in the clubhouse and your mates bought you a beer and said, sorry, sorry, Gav, we just had to do it to you because it was too funny, you might be able to forgive them. But yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, that hard one to swallow. Um, Next couple of podcasts, we've got a guest on, which we're excited about. Are we have to talk so about it won't, that yet? Yeah, we can. It won't be. We've got this one, which is a kind of a semi-little bonus pod. Then we've got one on Monday, which is, which is a really good one. We've got something cool to talk about regarding the Open. And it'll be the one after that. So if you listen to this actually at the right time, the one that's coming out will be the 20th of July with a guest from England Golf. And we can talk about it now. It is going to be very much focused on the new world handicap system which i'll be honest a lot hand on heart i know very little about and that is exactly what we wanted because i've spoken to england golf about this and i have said that both of us are going in as we don't know anything about the new handicap system because we want to learn honor and hopefully that was the best way to pass everything on to the listener because if we spent some time now reading up on it and went in with a decent amount of knowledge we might miss bits silly obvious bits that people listening might not know the answer to so we probably know as little as anybody. So we're going to learn and hopefully we will... Um, it's going to be a fun podcast, but hopefully one that people can listen to. We might try and film it as well to get some clips for the YouTube channel potentially. So if you've got any questions, anybody that you want to know, again, email them in at podcast at rickshields.com or message Rick on Twitter or anything like that. Uh, you're going to put a tweet out, I think, today, Rick, I think you said about it. Asking people. Yeah. Like I say, I'm just so intrigued about it because I've not had a handicap for... God, how long has it been? I'm 30, and what time is? So I 14 years I've not had a handicap for, so I, I don't know what it. I mean, people do ask me about handicap adjustments, like categories and everything. And when I used to work at a golf club, yeah, I knew you, a lot more about it. But you don't need to know now. I, like, I literally don't know anything about it. I mean, you've obviously been a member of a golf club the last few years, yeah. not not currently so you know a little bit more about handicap yeah. and i know enough to carry a conversation about it but moving into world handicap because again like, i don't really know we we end up speaking to Brody smith do you remember la- this time oh, yeah. last year yeah at the open invitational and he was trying to explain the handicap system out in the states it was very confusing i, I would say as it stands right now i don't i think the current handicap system in the uk as it is 
in the, if you're a member of a golf club and you play there week in, week out, I think it's actually kind of fine at your golf club week in, week out. But if you have a friend that plays at a different golf club and that you're both off, let's say, 10, you could be two very different skill level of golfers. So that's why this new handicap system's come in place. And also, like you said then, America and other countries have a different handicap system. So a 10 handicap in the US and a 10 handicap in the UK could actually be very different abilities. So this, obviously, with its name, World Handicap System, is hopefully going to put everybody on a kind of more level playing field and your handicap will be accurate no matter where you play out. Because I do remember, like, growing up and there was kids, like, I don't know, I'm I'm just using an example, like, from South Africa golfers, and they were off, like, plus yeah. seven. And they'd come over here to the UK to compete, and they weren't off plus seven. Like, it didn't, it wasn't. And also, I always felt like Australian handicaps are always super, super low. Yeah, I think as well, I think you can now actually over here if you're not in category one, but you, cu- you couldn't add supplementary cards in. So if I was off, let's say, 12, I mean, you went to my local course and I shot a level par, that's just unlucky. It's a good round. Well, I think in other countries you could supplement it in. I think you can over here if you're not category one. I'm not totally sure. But with the new system, I believe you can do more freely. Because but- I think it affects, let's say, scratch. I mean, like I say, it's not going to affect every single golfer in the world. Cause I know a lot of golfers don't have handicaps. But let's say you are a golfer and you're a good golfer and you want to get into a local scratch event. Often they're balloted at handicaps. Yeah. And if somebody's coming over from a different country with a, a handicap that doesn't is measured differently to the handicaps in your country or whatever it may be, you could easily lose a place in that annoyingly. And that's that's not really fair, is it? No. So this is going to be um, a good learning experience. I'm actually looking forward to it, to be fair. So we're going to record that on Monday, and it's going to go on the 20th. Did I say the 20th? 20th. Great. I'm going to fire through some questions. We did a little video the other day on the podcast group, because we tried to shoot this the other day when we were at Trafford Golf Centre, but they were actually doing some work, um, putting some power tees in, so it was quite noisy, so we ended up not doing it there. Either way, we're going to do, I'm going to do some fire, quick fire questions. These are all from the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. If you want to join the group, feel free. Also, make sure you do follow the Facebook page as well. It's growing at the moment. I think we're fastly approaching half a million followers on Facebook, which is mad. Uh, PJ Hilger, will you consider giving it a go on the Seniors Tour? Um, even though it's my birthday recently, I'm still a long <laughs> way away from the Seniors Tour. I don't think so. I can't imagine anything will dramatically change. Um, unless I retire at 40, give it another 10 years or so of hard dedication and practice. I doubt it. Are you still, uh, Gareth Warren, are you still nursing the 1 million subscriber hangover? <laughs> Unfortunately, I never quite had the opportunity to get properly hungover. Hopefully one day soon. Uh, Jonan Chadwick. Hi, Guy and Rick. Nice. Would you be great? Would be great to hear your opinion on Matt Wolf's swing. It's very unorthodox, but it clearly works for him. Um, uh, that's exactly, itself. <laughs> yeah, you've literally, it's unorthodox, but it works for him. He gets the club on the ball consistently in a unique style. Yes, but it absolutely works for him. I think, although there has been some unique swings, obviously Jim Fiokes to go to one over recent years. My opinion, you know, obviously know much more than I do, Rick, as a coach and everything, but my opinion would be now with the instruction of Trackman and Flight Scope and Foresight, GC Quad, etc., etc., a lot of people are, I think, understanding coaches more so that it's it, you can actually work to the swing you have as opposed to having making a swing that looks pretty and textbook. Correct. So I think coming up now, like with juniors coming through now who might not have a textbook swing but still you know, deliver the golf club nicely and consistently, I think we're going to see more of that in the next 10 years. Yeah. And and I think 
I think visual visual uh, visual swings will always be around because people like to have a good looking swing. That's just how it mm-hmm. is, and what they see as a Tiger Woods or an Adam Scott type swing. But you will see a massive new wave of new golfers that actually get coached on on launch monitors as opposed to videos. Um, Gavin Lee. Rick, would you consider doing a golf day where you pick a course and date and your followers can book a tee time on said date? As part of the day, you spend a bit of time, perhaps a hole with each of the four balls, perhaps giving a few hints, tips along the way. In theory, it sounds good. It does. There's a downside to that, though, Rick, is the fact that the, the, the following is global, isn't it? Yes. So if you, let's say, held that in Manchester, for example, because it's close to where we are, that's great for people to live around here, but inevitably you're upsetting more people than you please. Yeah, that's very true, actually. So it's really hard, something like that. Yeah, I would like to say I, YouTube Golf Day a couple of years, uh, last year was class. It gave an opportunity where people could come along, but like I say, there's always going to be restrictions because obviously at the moment, one you know travel restrictions anyway. Um, but just in general, it's hard to please everybody when it is such a global. And even audience. If, if even forget about location, if you hire, let's say you can have. Um, just for round figures, ten, uh, six tee times an hour, and you hired out a golf course for 10 hours. Um, my math is horrendous. Six tee times an hour, would that be right? Yeah. Yeah, every yeah. 10 minutes. And you'd add 10 hours. Say you had like 10 hours. No, you could have 10 hours of tee times, could you? You could have eight in the morning till four in the afternoon, let's say. So you'd have eight hours worth of tee times. So you'd have... 48 tee times and four people. So even if you had 200 players, is what I'm trying to get to. 200 yeah. people. It's not a lot, is it? Exactly. So it's like, you, again, you're naturally upsetting and, and letting down more people by a mile than, than could play. Thanks for getting me out of that, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robbie Noon, if you could play a four ball at Augusta, who would you play with and why? Um, Tiger. Uh, Will Smith. And I'll bring you Guy. Oh, that's that's lovely, that. Um, Richard Joseph, maybe a little more detail about what the winner of the day with Rick will be doing. Which pub, for example? <laughs> <laughs> You're edging your bets, Richard. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the giveaway at the moment is going on on the channel. It ends at the end of July. You can win either one of two full sets of golf clubs, uh, TNC Supply, or two, or one times two days, one time, two, what, two times one day with me, mm-hmm. full day, where we will spend having breakfast, chit-chatting, having some instruction, going for lunch, pub lunch, I think. They pick the pub. That's the beauty of it. Wow. They like they that. pick what they want. So there's no real structure. They wake up, they go, Rick, I want Mackey's. You have to go to Mackey's with them. Then they say, I want a KFC lunch. You have to go to KFC. Okay. Then they want to drink, drink um, coffee and cola cans. You've got to drink coffee and cola cans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Otherwise, if they want to drink t- tequila first thing in the morning, I'm down. <laughs> like, like it, it, No rules apply on that day. We might just do a pub crawl rather than actually play any golf. Um, Colin Wallace, to be honest, Rick, if you don't start the video, guy looks like, oh, that's not even a question. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's because he said it like I was about to rob you. Oh, it looks like he's about to mug you. All right, sorry. Um, I probably should read these a little bit earlier. Idea for a video. You know what? This I want to clear this one up because, it again, in theory, it sounds phenomenal, but it's difficult. Why don't you take a 28 handicapper, this is from Matt Watts, I'm guessing who is a 28 handicapper, and see if you can get him down in six weeks, local lad to you. <laughs> he's, just, he's making that, it's like an, an application. Um, in theory, that sounds great, but people learn at different speeds for one, 
I've had students before in the past who'll come to me for a first lesson. They've never swung a golf club before. And after half an hour, they're hitting 180 yards, seven irons with a little draw. And I've had other people who come to me and have been playing golf for six months, but can't get the ball off the air, up in the air or whatever. So it's, it's really limiting. It's hard to say. Um, also, as much as I've not particularly got time for it, unfortunately just because of everything else i've got going on the student for me if we we're going to properly do it would have to give up everything every commitment to put every 100 percent in behind the process and that again isn't particularly easy um do 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 greg hodges to what's your favorite golf shoe and what color shameless plug i like the new infinity tours nike infinity tours good shoes to be fair i had them on this week I uh, had them in the white and black colorway. Uh, very, very nice. You're a big fan of the black colorway. I'm a very big fan of the black colorway. However, you actually did a little sales pitch to me unintentionally when you're warning the day. They've got the full fly in it, so they're breathable. They're like a kind of a coating over them, which means that the white ones I thought would get terribly dirty, but you literally wiped yours. I know. I was really impressed. That is good, to be fair. Um, to do, do, right, last one, and then we're going to end this one. Just a short podcast today. Um, What's the question? Oh, what irons are you thinking about using? So, so I, quite a few people have asked that. What new? This is irons... a good title for the, the actual podcast as well. This. Yeah, well, it keeps the retention up as well, yeah. doesn't it? Like we're thirty-three minutes in. This is a last-minute topic we're going to talk we about. We it to stay this long. We talked about even some proper golf for the first thirteen minutes. That was just hard. I thought I could do it serious and concentrate. <laughs> Bryson de, de Champ, what's he called? Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say. All right, so what new irons? So you might have seen a couple of weeks ago, I did a video where I have come to the realisation that the Ping Blueprint irons that I've had in the bag for about six months are not for me. They're too bladed. I struggle hitting them out in the long grass. They're not forgiving enough. And for me, who doesn't particularly play loads and loads of golf, um, I want something that adds a bit of protection and a bit of security. Very, very similar kind of story and idea to the driver. And the driver I had was the Cobra F9, loved it, but wasn't super forgiving. I did that test where I actually ended up uh, moving into the Cobra Extreme, uh, Speed Zone Extreme. And you've seen it out on the golf course, Guy. I'm hitting that bloody thing straight. You are. I'd say you've lost a bit of ball speed. I wouldn't know what figures that is because just visually and sound, it doesn't look as as hot, but you're literally hitting it a lot straighter. Yeah, we went to the driving range the other day and there was literally like a a, a, a green kind of been at the top of the driving range i was aiming at it i mean i was literally nearly hitting it at 260 70 yards away up the hill so yeah really impressed with that so i thought you know what it's time now i'm, I'm not getting any better um if in fairness i'm probably getting worse it's probably time to move into a set of irons that are going to offer me a bit of protection so i have got some on the short list um i read a lot of your recommendations on the video uh which is the uh the video we just uh, anyway it was a couple of weeks ago all i'm looking for is a set of irons that look nice that are cavity back so a little bit more protection than a blade so a bit of perimeter weighting i do like forged irons that's just something i've particularly been fond of i'd want true lofts so that i don't want to hit the ball any further so something like a 33 34 degree seven iron there was actually a, a debate on the facebook group the other I day that. about people trying to guess one very common guess but let me just squash this idea very quickly was the p790s tailor-made p790s because no, that's it it does it ticks a lot of the boxes but i just hit i'd hit them i know it sounds ridiculous i would hit them too far you know what i don't like with p790s are a great iron but for, even for me 
I feel like a three-quarter nine-iron, I don't know what it's going to do. It's impossible. I just don't trust... Not don't trust it, but I just don't... If you're off a 12 handicap or something, or even... Well, lower, obviously, but they are a really, really good iron. But you do lose that. Like, what you get in the forgiveness and this ball speed, you lose that little bit of... I just feel like you'd hit hot one. ones. Yeah, Two or three it. times around, you'd hit a hot one where it'd just come out absolutely in the middle of the club face and go 15 to 20 yards long. And you know what, as well, I've realised, actually, I've played a lot recently, which is good. That that I'm saying that now, I feel, and you've said it, but there might actually, in theory, there might actually be any evidence behind that, but I don't care because if I'm on the golf course with a three-quarter nine-nine, I want confidence. I want to feel like I'm really confident in the golf club, and I don't think I would be. I don't think you would be with them. It, the, the analogy is a bit like driving a Ferrari around the streets doing a school run. Like, at some <laughs> point, you're going to tap the accelerator incorrectly and yeah. speed accidentally. Like, you don't mean to do it, but it's there. The power's there, and that's not what something I want. I'm intrigued to know how big you're going to go because let's just say titles for example I'd like to see you look at like a T100 but I think you're going more CB yeah I don't think I could go that slightly that big I, as much as I don't want a blade a true blade I'd want something a bit you know the ones that, if I was to make a, a pardon the pun a blueprint for irons that I'd actually like to use probably the Wilson V6s <laughs> is that the ones that you had before yeah they literally it's them but maybe not them they weren't far off a T100, you know, behind no. the ball. Honestly, they were I more think CB. Think, way more CB. I've got 100s and I really like them. Well, we'll see. To we don't have matching bags. If we can. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, everyone's questions online about what irons, I have not properly started testing yet, um, but we'll be doing soon. The weather's, the weather's just been crap. The last two weeks, the weather has been dreadful here in the UK, which has hampered our progress of making videos. We've still managed to... to smash some big ones out which we're, we're lucky about but um hopefully the weather picks up again next week we'll be back out on the golf course and picking a nice sunny day where i can test some new irons it might be one video it might be a few videos we'll see um depends on how long the process is yes um and there's a big pressure because you've got to keep these irons in the bag for a while now well, six months is normal turnaround yeah, for, for the set of irons. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you rate the podcast. Do check us out on all the social media, and we shall see you soon. That was the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, and we'll see you next time. Yep. I can't get the taste of that bloody drink out of my mouth. It's horrible. <laughs>